Hey everybody, welcome to the post-race inspection with your host Matt Dyer, and this is the pilot episode. Hey everybody, welcome in. Post-race inspection pilot episode. This week we're going to be recapping Kansas NASCAR races and it's pretty much all that was on though. No IndyCar, no Formula 1 this week. A couple of topics I want to touch on. Um, so just to give a little lowdown on this podcast, it's new. It's going to be weekly and um, it's going to be unfiltered. Personally, I, as a racing guy, there's not really too many uh, podcasts I like to listen to. I mean, Dale Jr. Downloads pretty pretty good to listen to. He's got some awesome stuff on there, but there's there's really not much else out there. Um, so I figured I would give my voice and opinion every week. So why the hell not? <laughs> and uh, we're gonna cover everything: Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, pretty much those three major ones. Um, unless I end up getting a glimpse of something else on right now, but that seems to be a rarity nowadays. Live sports and things like that. But um, yeah, so Kansas. Anyways, um, I'm gonna grade these races every week, like a you know school grade. I don't think uh, we'll get many A's, but you know I'm gonna be fair and tough on them. I give Kansas a B minus because you could actually pass there a little bit, and um, it was a good race. I mean, it was action packed. It was wrecks. You know, a lot of strategy change ups and and things. Things along that nature, but um, man, what a hit for Priest! Holy shit, man! And that's another—if—if <laughs> if that dude can hit a wall at 185 miles an hour and walk out and put a mask on immediately, there is no excuse for anybody else. That well, I can't wear a mask because like you know, I, it infects my breathing. Like, shut up. Listen, if that dude can put a mask on, I don't want to hear anything from the anti-maskers. Just put the damn thing on. And, and, and touching on that note as well, I know it doesn't apply to this week, but like at Texas and things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. If, if you're a race fan and you're actually allowed to go and attend a live sporting event right now, please, for the love of God, don't fuck it up for the rest of us at home. You literally have one job. To stay socially distanced while you're there. What what is the exciting thing about crowding the fence? Oh, I can get a picture of the car, the you know the guy taking the checkered flag. I mean, I get it, but like, if you want to have the opportunity to come back and not prolong this thing and cause these spikes in this virus, just stay six feet apart. You got to go see it. Be jealous because there's a lot of people that probably wanted to get a ticket and go see it, but they couldn't because of the limited capacity. So, I. Race fans do do better, serious, please, because we were the only thing on until this week, and all eyes were on us, and it's not a good look. So, there's my rant on that. But, um, where was I? Yeah, so I used to really enjoy Kansas. Um, it used to be one of my favorite races every year. I mean, it still is. I guess. I mean, I look forward to every weekend, but it's it's. 
I miss the low downforce high horsepower package so much. I can't even begin to get into that. I'm going to have a whole episode <laughs> on package ideas and things like that. I'm going to bring a guest on and uh, he's got pretty similar feelings as me. But um, yeah, we're anti high downforce, low horsepower. That's for sure. Because I mean, if when I see an Xfinity car going faster in the turn one than a cup car, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. I mean, if they want to make these things so so easy to drive, then they they can't complain when people talk about how how the most talented guys aren't up there. I mean, I, it's it's getting sad because it's to the point where I almost enjoy watching the truck and Xfinity races more than I like watching the Cup races because it's a lot harder to drive those things. It was from what it looks like. So, yeah, B minus for Kansas. Not bad. Pretty high score in my opinion because there's been some duds lately. People think because somebody gets wrecked with five to go and can race overtime that it was a good race. It doesn't mean it's a good race. Good finish. It doesn't mean it's a good race. So, one topic I have for today, and this doesn't really stem from this week in particular. It's just something that I wanted to talk about and bring up. And I want your opinion on it because, I mean, I'm just, I, I cut it dry. That's what I do. Um, I don't not like anybody, and I don't really favor anybody. But, um... So I wanted to bring up a discussion about RCR. Um, and I kind of wanted to bring this up before Austin Dillon won the race, but I didn't get the chance to really do that. So anyways, we're bringing it up now. And my question really kind of is, have they just hired the wrong drivers? I mean, because really like the last five years or so, they're, they're, I mean, basically ever since Kevin Harvick left the organization, they have not been competitive, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, if you can, yeah, top tens and win a plate race, some fuel strategy type thing. But if you, I mean, as far as knocking on the top ten, top five competing for wins, is they've been non-existent. So, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tyler Reddick gets in here and he he could have won Homestead. I mean, he's knocking on top tens every week. He's certainly, in my opinion, outperforming Austin Dillon. I know he didn't win like Austin did, but it. it so, my, I mean, have the cars really actually been that bad, or are they just developing a car and not getting good feedback from, from the drivers they've hired or, or whatnot to really get the maximum potential out of what they've built for R&D and stuff? I mean, I just don't know. i am kind of been confused about that because when I see a guy like Reddick get in there and he's banging out top 10s when they couldn't, they couldn't crack the top 20 last year. And, and I mean, I know Chevy got a new nose, but that doesn't doesn't gain you 10 spots. I mean, every every Chevy's got the same same stuff. So it's one thing I'm kind of weary about. You know, I'd like to see, I would like to see RCR go back to a three-car team and, and get another younger guy in there with with some balls. I mean, even, that's the thing about Reddick that makes him so fast is that he'll run the fence and kind of reminds you of Larson a little bit. But, so I, that's kind of my that's my that's my question for the week. If anybody wants any input on that, is have they just had the wrong guys driving the things, or were they did they really figure something out this year? I mean, I know they're working hard. Every every team's working hard to get better. So, you know, you could interview any guy at any team, and it, well, we're working real hard, and we got you know some new stuff we're trying this week, and if that don't work, we'll try new stuff next week, and you know every team's trying hard, so. Have they just hired the wrong guys for the past five years? Or have they found some? So, I mean, I'd like your opinions on that. Um, another thing I want to touch on is KFB. Kyle fucking Bush. Um, I love it. It's cocky. 
it's arrogant, but who cares, man? <laughs> I love it. I mean, you say it like look at the some of the restarts and just the, you, you can't argue in my opinion the guy's the most talented guy in the field. Now maybe maybe if you know he didn't lose his head so quick sometimes he could maybe get some better results out of some stuff. But in my opinion, he's the most talented guy out there um, by far. Like just definitely the stuff he can do behind the wheel of anything is is incredible. I mean, I know everyone hates watching him lap the field in the trucks and go run and bang doors with the Xfinity series, but you gotta have that stuff. Because if he doesn't go and run five races for whoever he's running them for, then maybe that means Brandon Jones doesn't get a sponsor. Or maybe that means Riley Herbst doesn't get a sponsor. Or maybe that means JGR runs two Xfinity cars. I mean, it's just just stuff people don't really think about before they bitch and moan about him running that series. Now, I miss the old days. I mean, they're not the old days, but to me, I guess they're kind of the old days. But I mean, I remember used to have Harvick, Carl Edwards, Brad Keselowski. I mean, you'd have you'd have a, quite a few Cup guys going down when everybody had a program and and running Xfinity stuff. I mean, Casey Kane, Jimmy Johnson. You have a lot of guys. It'd be a, those those were the fun days, man. And, and the sad thing is, is they'd have more feuds in the Xfinity series than they would in the Cup series between each other. <laughs> so, back, yeah, I mean, I guess that was back when you could run the full season in both series. I mean, does anybody remember those days where you could compete for both championships? <laughs> Seems like so long ago, but. So, yeah, I and mean, the Xfinity race was good. Um,. I, I love watching the Xfinity series and the trucks because I just think you've got uh, just a lot of hungry young dudes that are going to, yeah, yeah, they make mistakes and tear a lot of stuff up. A lot of, I mean, we've seen tempers flaring already. I mean, I think everybody's kind of in line for Noah Gregson at this point, but um, that was a good win by Brandon Jones. He's a good driver, and he's kind of had some, some piss-poor luck. Um Good race for Ryan Sieg. You got to root for Ryan Sieg, man. If you don't root for Ryan Sieg, then you don't you don't like racing because that dude has built that team one step at a time, and he's got a lot of bad luck as well. But overall, it was a pretty good race. I thought Harrison Burton was going to be able to pull it off there at the end. He definitely, in my opinion, had the fastest car, but, you know, the fastest car doesn't always win. So a truck double header. That was good. I was cool to see Travis Pastrana back. I love when that dude gets behind the wheel, even if he doesn't win or, you know, is the fastest dude out there. It's cool to see guys from other disciplines of motorsport come in and race stock cars. doesn't matter if it's truck, Xfinity, Cup, whatever. If you can get a guy from another discipline of motorsports in there, that is, that's pretty damn, it's, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's cool to see how those guys handle it, adapt what they're good at, what they're not. So let's, uh, let's preview Loudon this week. Because, uh, well, that's my home track. I love going up there. I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to make it up this weekend. I know people that are going. Good for you. Have fun. Keep your distance. Put, wear your fucking mask. Don't crowd the fence when somebody wins. <laughs> Just do the right thing so we don't have to shut down this season. Now... With that being said, so, I mean, if, if you do end up following me on social media, I'll throw out DraftKings lineups. I like to do a little, just have a little fun with it. Uh, 
I'll, I'll show you my lineup for the week. Usually, I'm doing pretty good. And then somebody blows an engine or cuts a tire or my entire lineup gets wiped out in one wreck. So, yeah, other than that, do pretty good. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a guy, maybe, you know, Martin Truex Jr., average finish of four and a half since February. Well, since the last four races, his average finish is four and a half. That's pretty, pretty ridiculous. Led 27% of the laps. Kyle Busch led 36% of the laps with an average finish of 5.7. Denny Hamlin is third with an average finish of seventh in the last four races, with Busch and Hamlin each at a win. That screams to me like a JGR weekend. However, new package, so you can kind of throw everything out the window. And then Harvick's won the other two races. So, I don't know how you stray from the path on that. I think Kyle Busch is good money this week. Let's see. This is all according to driveraverages.com. Oh, they have really good stats up there. Um, let's see. Yeah, JGR average finish is 7.4 <laughs> in 16 races. That's four cars, four races, obviously. And then, well, actually, it's kind of surprising. Uh, Furniture Row is second on that. The no longer furniture row. And the next closest would be Team Penske with an average finish of 13th. So that's a pretty big gap. That's, that's essentially double what Joe Gibbs is. But a lot of cars, a lot of things can happen. So I don't really take too much into those stats. More or less just... Um, just, just I just look at the personal driver's stats. So you, I rattled off the top Three, Truex Jr., Bush, Hamlin, Matt Kenseth is actually fourth on that list with uh, an average finish of 7.3 the last three races. He missed one when he was running part-time uh, for Roush or semi-retired, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, I mean, I Kenseth could be some good money this week. Two top tens in his last three races there. What do they got here? So Matt Kenseth plus four thousand forty to one odds. If you're looking to throw ten bucks down on somebody, that could be your guy. That could be that that that's a dark horse right there. I mean, you look at his average finish and his history at the track. But now, on that note, though, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna miss going up to Loudon. I hate that it's going to be 110 degrees, and that's what it is every year up there now, and they ruined it by taking the fall race away, but, you know, it is what it is. So, let's see here. Yeah, and so I, you know, I kind of wonder what this package is going to look like up there. I hope it's not like, uh, was it 2000 when Jeff Burton led every, every damn lap in the race? Like, no word of a lie, led every single lap. And, uh... I hope not. It's already a hard enough track to pass on. They'll probably apply some PJ1 in like a lane nobody wants to run in, and then it won't come in because it'll get too hot. And then, but nope. All my friends are there, you know, have some lobster and enjoy the heat. But see, so we went over some Vegas odds and some things, some some guys you might want to look out for. I like, I, I mean, Kenseth at plus 4,000 to me is, 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 I mean, him getting a win would be something, but nonetheless, I, uh, 
It's not, it, it certainly doesn't hurt to throw a couple bucks down. But, so that's my dark, uh, dark Horse for the week. So anyways, I appreciate uh, if you checked out this episode. It was real short. You know, we'd like to get them around 45 minutes to an hour long. I'm going to have some guests on there, get some more talking points and things like that. And if you want uh, me to discuss anything, um, like I said, feel free to, feel free to reach out. And um, I appreciate you listening. Thank you.